Hey, this is Ashley. And I'm Shannon. And welcome to the Glorious Things Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week as we remember the glorious things we have forgotten. We're having conversations about what it actually means to be a Christian while we wrestle with questions and beliefs. One thing we do know is that we are loved and included, and so are you. Today, Ashley, what are we talking about? We are talking about (laughs) contemplative prayer and the voice of God. Yeah, what it sounds like. How do you know it's him? So, would you like to start? I would. Go for it. But where to start? I know. (laughs) I guess at the very beginning, contemplative prayer is, is something that is new to me that I was introduced to in my my faith journey that did not look like the one it had looked like my whole entire life. So right. when I started asking some questions and um, I guess listening to some really wonderful people and some of them, Shannon, you introduced me to, mm. I got introduced to contemplative prayer and how that worked. And that fascinated me because I think about that time is when I had kind of I was close to just walking away from everything. Right. I was I was barely, barely hanging yeah. in there. And I knew, um, well, okay. So when I walked away from everything, I had, can I tell a little bit Do of it. my story? Yes, please. Okay. We had, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church that I loved. I was born and raised in it. Um, moved to Utah, married a Mormon <laughs> who had left, um, who had left Mormonism, but uh, that's what that's all this church saw was that he was a Mormon. Right. So we'll just say that I married a Mormon, and then we moved back, had children, and we had we had kind of come and gone from this church, but we both feel pulled back to it. <laughs> and and I think all in the big picture, that was all part of some beautiful design and some God working everything for our good, mm. God showing more of Himself to me right. in using everything I went through. So we get back into this. Southern Baptist Church that I love. And we jumped in with both feet. And I was, um, I sang in the choir. I taught first grade Sunday school. And I was on the personnel committee. (laughs) You were all in. All in, baby. I was all in. And that is where things went south. For me. For me. I saw a different side. I called it the dirty underbelly of Yes. Of the church. And I thought it should be like the Church of America, comma, LLC, mm-hmm. because it felt very much like a business. Yes. And I didn't like that. And I got to a place where I was so distraught and I have never suffered from clinical depression. But I think that if ever where there was a time where I knew what it felt like, it was this point where there was no light at the end of the tunnel. There was no hope. I couldn't see anything but a deep sadness that would never go away. And my husband came into the bedroom and he said, you need to call a friend. You need to get out of this house. And I called my friend, Shannon. (laughs) I did. I called Shannon. I remember that night. Yeah. And you took me to coffee and, and helped me kind of pull me through and helped me see that there was some light to be seen and just, and, and got me some help. But that, when all that was happening, I, I got to a point where I thought, if this is, if this is the church of Christ, I want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be at my home if anybody needs me and I'll just have church there, but I'm done and I'll, I'm done. And I walked away 
And tell tell what you said while ago before we start recording what you saw in your mind when yeah. you walked away. When I walked away, I let it was like me holding on to my life of you know thirty some odd years of religion and you know my life wrapped up in it heavily, and I let it all just crumble at my feet because it was crumbling. Yeah, and I just it's like I just let it crumble out of my hands and onto my feet, and I looked down at this pile of rubble. And I bent down and I chose to pick up Jesus and keep him. Everything else was gone. Right. I, cu- I couldn't do it anymore. But I felt in some crazy, some crazy way that this Jesus, he was worth holding on to. Right. And so I walked away with him. And there's a lot more to the story. But what I had started doing was contemplative prayer. Mm-hmm. And... I listened to some really great people. Um, Let's just name a few of them. Brad okay. Jersak, he's yeah. a, a Greek Orthodox theologian. Yeah. C. Baxter Kruger, mm-hmm. who got his theology degree in Scotland, but he's from Mississippi. Yeah, he's fun. He's awesome. They're all awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, William Paul Young. Yeah. And who's an author. And uh, John Crowder. Mm-hmm. There's Andre Rabe. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, Francois. Andre- Detroit. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's tons. There's more. Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan and, monk. And here's the thing. We don't even have to agree. We don't even agree. I don't. I don't even mm-hmm. agree with them all all the time. But a lot of times I do. And yeah. they're opening my my yeah. mind to how to study mm-hmm. the Bible and, you know, how to hear God for yourself. Yeah. So even when there's things I'm like, mm, I don't know. I still listen. Yeah. Just like I do with other preachers. Like, you know. Instead of throwing it all out, I'm yeah. listening, and it, they're beautiful people. And that's what the lovely thing about these these people and that we have found is that the question that I asked at church was, can we ask really hard questions and maybe come to different answers, but still sit with each other and worship? And the answer I got at my church was no. It was no. But the answer I got from these men is absolutely. Yeah. Come and have a seat. Yeah. And that is. That was so freeing and so beautiful to me to yeah. have this space, even if it wasn't face to face with them. It was, you know, via YouTube yeah. or and podcast. And we did get to go. We we went and heard what was this three or four years ago? Yeah, Brad Jersak, William Paul Young, and C. Baxter Kruger yeah. in Powder Springs. Powder. What was it called? South Carolina. We're talking. Yeah, never heard of it. It was. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. They were beautiful. They would sit and just, it was so yeah. helpful to where we were at yeah. and these questions and just, just the, the permission mm-hmm. to not understand and to ask questions that yeah. you might not have answers to. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So contemplative prayer. So, yeah. So these, these men kind of helped me. And one thing that really s- struck me was, um, and this is funny, and this is how contemplative prayer works for me. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like meditation. And if you meditate, this will be easy for you to do. Mm-hmm. It's contemplative prayer is something that I, I still have to work on. And I don't do it as often as I used to. <laughs> Side note, <laughs> I don't do it as much as I used to. <laughs> but I have an easier time getting to that place than I used to. Right. Because I've practiced it over and over and over again. And so it's just getting to a quiet place, quieting your mind <laughs> and the voices inside your head. And just, de- I, I would say deep breathing because that's mm-hmm, what I do. Mm-hmm. But I think Brad Jersak is the first person who kind of took me through it. And he said, in in your mind's eye, find a place where you feel in your life, where you have felt perfectly safe, perfectly content. All the cares of the world are gone. Where is that place? 
and go there in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. And it's different for everybody. But when I did this exercise with him, it was we live in. Do we say where we live? <laughs> we live on the coast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and so for me, there is this one spot on the beach and it has a swing. Um, and that is my childhood. We grew up going to the beach and we my aunt and uncle had a beach house. And so we lived at the beach during the summers. And so this one space of just pure contentment and peace and safety that's where i went to and he said when you go to this place of safety if we ask jesus if he will show up i bet he will and will you just go there to that place and ask jesus jesus will you show up will you sit with me mm-hmm. and just wait well <laughs> i'm here to tell you today he has never not shown up mm. So Pause for effect. No, I'm I'm getting so teary-eyed. Sweet. Um, that in the middle of me walking away from everything I had known my whole life, when so much of your identity is wrapped up in religion, yeah. is wrapped up in I am a Southern Baptist or whatever it is, mm-hmm. when all of that crumbles at your feet, and what are you left with? Right. And I was like, well, I choose to pick up Jesus. Let's do this exercise. Will he show up? And then he does. Yeah. And how it looked like for me was. I'm sitting on a swing and this random dude comes up and he sits down with me and we have this whole conversation and y'all, I don't understand how this happens, but I have these conversations we have these really beautiful conversations and I don't know how it works. I just know that when I quiet myself, when I go to my little spot on the beach and when I ask Jesus to show up and I just lay there quietly, he shows up and sometimes he doesn't say anything. Sometimes he gets in a hammock. I don't know. He just meets <laughs> he just with does. you. And he. Because he's real. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. So that's in a nutshell. That's yeah. kind of how contemplative prayer has worked for me in my life. And kind of saved me. I love Jesus. It's so yeah. good. And kind of saved me from a really hard time. Yeah. To get you. To help you through it. Yeah. I think the first time I ever heard about anything like this, I was in Australia. I had left England super broken because I had a big, horrible breakup with someone. And I spent six weeks with my friends in Australia and they gifted me. I was in Adelaide and they gifted me with a week at a Jesuit monastery Yeah, to receive some counseling and to just be with God. I had never done that before. And I was like, this is going to be cool. So I went and every day I met with this beautiful, precious woman. I don't even remember her name, but it's in Melbourne and she's awesome. And she had me and I had never heard about it before. And she said, okay, I want you to, we're going to read a scripture today. And she read me the scripture about the woman who reached out for Jesus's robe. Mm -hmm. And she said, tonight, I want you to sit on your bed and I want you to put yourself in the place of her. And I want you to put yourself in her desperation. I want you to read this the, the Bible story before you do this. Put yourself in her place. And when you reach out for Jesus' robe, I want you to come tomorrow and tell me how he interacted with you. And dang it if he didn't show up and blow my mind. Wow. It was beautiful. So it's the yeah. similar thing. I It's yeah. just I first heard by putting myself in that Bible story yeah. because she said, because this is you. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. people are us. So he's alive. He yeah. interacts with us where we're at. Mm-hmm. So you put yourself in a story you're familiar with yeah. and use this one. And it was beautiful. Yeah. It was, um, I went to her the next day. I'm like, oh my gosh. And she was like, yeah, it, yeah, he shows up. He's amazing. He shows up. Yeah. 
So I and it was a Jesuit monastery where right. I heard about this, right? Yeah. Not like some non-denominational, you know, the, it was old school awesome. Yeah. So that's how I heard about it. And we've Mm -hmm. also discussed how we know things are the voice of God. Right. Hey, did you guys know that there's a place that you can go to buy Ashley and I a coffee? That's right. There really is a place where you can donate towards our caffeine and margarita needs. Or Dr. Pepper. And of course, the podcast production costs. If you go to our website, GloriousThingsPodcast.com, and click on the Buy Us a Coffee link, you can give there. We really appreciate you. And now, back to the show. Yeah. Because, I'll be honest, I never understood. I have Mm -hmm. a few times in childhood where I know it was God, but other than that, I didn't hear the voice of God, really, for myself a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I never understood it. Yeah. Now I understand I hear him in a lot of ways, and I always was, mm-hmm. but also it wasn't very clear to me because I wasn't really. All that I remember <laughs> is the Henry Blackby. Oh, wow. Study at the Baptist Church. Oh, honey. Do you remember that? Hearing Vaguely. I can't remember what yeah, it was called. Wow. And then you take this class, and I was like, I'm taking this class. I'm going through this workbook. I still don't care. <laughs> and I still don't know how to And hear. it wasn't all bad. It was just like what yeah it was workbook workbook yeah jesus help so i'm looking at um i will put this on our website it's bradjersak.com and it's the voice of god when we speak of the voice of god i'm quoting him right now when we speak of the voice of god you needn't expect an audible voice amplified with reverb echoing from the sky or bouncing around your skull Think in terms of those thoughts of truth and love that come to you when you pay attention to God's indwelling spirit. Is that God? Is it you? Or might it be Christ in you, the wonderful counselor and good shepherd? The voice of God might feel like an aha moment of clarity or a still small voice of insight. Surely in a first encounter, it ought to be good news. So mm-hmm. I would say, and Brad Jersak has some kick-ass children's books yeah, to he learn does. about the voice yeah. of God and stuff. And it blew and my we mind. Had them yes. for our children. Blew my mind when I was reading it to my kid. I'm like, holy moly, this yeah. is helpful. Yeah. And one of the main things that I remember him saying is if you hear a voice that's telling you to harm yourself or others, mm-hmm. it's never God. Never. Yeah. It's always encouraging and life getting, mm-hmm. giving all ways. Yeah. It's always pointing you to him as the one who loves you. Mm-hmm. Not that other people don't love you. That came out wrong, I think. Well, it's pointing, saying, I I freaking love you. Yeah. There's, there's, you don't need to worry. Mm-hmm. So hearing God's voice, I hear God differently than you do. Yeah. I hear God in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. so do you. You hear him through songs a lot. I Yeah, that was weird, too. That was a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> you hear him through songs. Yeah. I, I hear him in movies. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. That's crazy. I hear him. I hear him. I mean, we both hear them when we're sitting still and listening. Mm-hmm. It's really, I'm going to sound like a total freak, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let's when I it. sit still and do prayer with Jesus and I sit and I'm like, hi, Jesus. Mm-hmm. There is a picture that comes. I've never been to Israel, but I've always yeah. loved, I love history and I've always mm-hmm. wanted to go there. The place that Jesus shows up to me is like we're old. Time. This is so funny. <laughs> this is where he meets me. Mm-hmm. It's like the roof of an old house, like back in the Jesus oh, yeah. days where they used to sleep on the roofs when it was hot. Mm-hmm. 
he meets me there. There's a little fire going and we look out and there's stars and he speaks to me and he listens to me. And I, I have revelation from Jesus of who he is and his love. And he counsels me and he tells me scriptures and I dig into the scriptures. And mm-hmm. that is where I meet Jesus a lot of the time. It's, I love that. It's great. But to tell people that, well, now it is. But <laughs> Well, now everyone is. <laughs> there's nothing to say it won't look like this or that. Right. But yeah. the presence of Jesus is peace, mm-hmm. is love, is joy, yeah. is wisdom, mm-hmm. always uplifting and kind, mm-hmm. never putting you down. Yeah. Discipline is different. Okay. If you're saying, hey, what you doing? Come on. Yeah. You're better than this. Come on. <laughs> you will never be asked to hurt yourself or another person. You will always mm-hmm. be encouraged in who you really are, encouraged you know, through Jesus himself, who is the living word Mm -hmm. or the Bible to read the scriptures. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's something that's so weird because I remember probably about 10 years ago, I asked a group of several friends, do you know how to hear God? Not one of them did. And all of us grew up in church. They're like, I have no clue. Sometimes I don't even know. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I want my kid to know how to, my kid is let me just tell you some real story. My child is 11. No, he's 12. He just turned 12. Happy birthday. He is. He's been ticked off for almost a year now because he doesn't hear God. Yeah. And I think some of that's probably my fault for being like, hey, this is how I hear God like this. And he's comparing himself to me, which I'm not guilty myself. Yeah. Life. Yeah. But I've been like, Jesus, show him who you are for himself. Mm-hmm. That's what I want him to know. So my kid's ticked. He gets annoyed when I talk about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's Not okay, always, but he does, and and yet he's very deep, very tenderhearted, yeah. deep thinker, mm-hmm. and he's he's pissed that Jesus hasn't talked to him himself, mm-hmm. and the freedom to say that, yeah, without he does fear have the freedom to say that. I'm like, okay, getting in trouble for saying, yeah, that. yeah. So we're in that interest. So I mean, I don't have it all together, right? I mean, I do hear Jesus, but mm-hmm. I, I'm very. I don't know how to t- teach my child to hear him sometimes, but I'm doing what I, Jesus said, just bless him. Yeah. So when we pray at night, I'm like, bless you. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I don't even know what that means, but I know that it's a blessing is something I've read about in the Old Testament or in the mm-hmm. Bible. I bless you. Yeah. God, open his heart, open his mind up to hear you for himself. Because yeah. if he just hears it for me, it's no different than passing down a denomination that I went to. to yeah. him. I want him to know God for himself. I'm trying to teach him who Jesus is, but... Yeah. I want him to hear him for himself. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a million ways for a million people yeah. to hear God, but it's what you hear that's important. Right. The yeah. good stuff. I think too, um, I used to, when I would pray for people and what Shannon was talking about, um, I would pray for people. I'd wake up in the morning with a song in my head. And I, I think I asked God a question like, Hey, could this like be a thing with us? And he was <laughs> like, Absolutely. And I said, if I, like, will you give me a song every morning when I wake up? And it was like I felt him say, yeah. And every morning I would wake up with a song in my head. I love Jesus. He wants to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's crazy. He wants to speak. He wants to show us how much we're loved. You don't have to beg God. Yeah. I have begged God in desperation, right? But you don't have to. Yeah. He loves to show his love to us. He He loves to let you know how loved you are. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because it's different for everyone. But, you know, he would always give me a song and then I would start praying over people and then these songs would pop in my head. And I thought, is there a point to this? (laughs) And I felt in my head, 
like a thought popped into my head that said, why don't you see? Why don't you give it mm-hmm. a try? And so I would text a friend and say, hey, I was praying for you and the song popped in my head. Yeah. And y'all, every time. Yeah. It was like these friends of mine were baffled yep. because that song meant something special to them. Yep. That that song either spoke to what they were going through, was a special song for them, and it wasn't always Christian stuff. No, though. it was just the it was words just random. hit home. Yeah, and so I thought that was really cool, and it's I very cool. And then I think other the other way is like when I was mm, listening to Crowder, and I called you, yeah, because this thought popped into my head yeah. that I didn't it's think of myself. Yep. It's this random thought. It's like, like yeah, the Christ in you. You're going to have thoughts. They're your thoughts, but right. He lives in you. Yeah, He's in you. They're in. They're good. They're they're encouraging thoughts. They're, right. They're revelation, revelatory thoughts. They're mm-hmm. beautiful thoughts. Yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah. And they're random, not not really random, but they're thoughts that you, I think it's like, I wouldn't have thought of this myself, but I'm yeah. thinking of it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very Holy Spirit. And I, it just feels different. It hits different yeah. too. Yeah. It just blows your mind. Yeah, it, it does. There's also, I mean, whether you're a Christian or not, God speaks. Yeah. There's a preacher dude at Bethel, yes. named Chris Valentin, and I cannot tell you the quote word for word. So forgive me if I get it wrong, but he basically says the only time he ever heard the audible voice of God was before he followed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you have, I mean, biblical examples. Freaking yeah. Paul. Yeah. The Christian murderer, right? Mm-hmm. Saul. Yeah. He's, Jesus shows up to him. He dang, he heard him. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, he speaks to you when your heart reaches for him or needs him yeah. okay he's going to talk to you because he loves you it doesn't matter what religion you are mm. it doesn't matter what denomination you are yeah. it doesn't matter if you're in your you're being horrid to others or <laughs> horrid to yourself or or hurting or joyful he speaks he loves to speak to us so give it a try yeah if only we will listen if only we will listen it's like i don't know if there's Roger's don't want to put words in his mouth. There's someone I was reading that said it's like God's always talking. Jesus is the living freaking mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like a frequency. You mm-hmm. tune in and mm-hmm. you say, give my, like, let my ears hear what you're saying. Yeah. And you tune in. And, and when you learn, like you were saying, with practice, mm-hmm. it comes. Like yeah. you start learning to hear, learning yeah. to hear more because you're tuned in and you, you know, Faith has something to do with it. But even when you don't yeah, have but, because because you yeah. take it on faith that you're hearing Jesus. Right. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying even if you're like, I don't have an ounce of faith in me, and and mm-hmm. even if you're angry. Yeah. Right? He he loves to speak to you. Faith is such a weird word to me though. It is a weird and word. I think it's been really messed that up in my head over me the and years. I'm a Christian. Yeah. I just like uh, I mean, we put faith in everything. Stoplights yeah. that people are going to, you know, yeah. that everybody's going to follow the stop. We've put faith in everything. So right. I get faith. I get that you have to, if I'm listening, then I'm going to, you know, choose to believe or not that he answers. Yeah. But I guess it's just what you put your energy into. Yeah. Because I could put my energy into worrying and stressing, or I can put my energy into resting and being still and listening mm-hmm. and trusting. Mm-hmm. So I believe him. I believe him because I know him. But yeah. when I can't feel it. Yeah. I still choose to believe them. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's what people would define as faith. I like it. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> and I don't believe in Jesus because I was raised Southern Baptist. I believe in Jesus because I've met him for myself. Yeah. I know him for myself. I know him. Uh-huh. It's like, well, Farrell, 
Alphonse. I know I him. Know him. <laughs> I know him. But I know yeah. him. That's why. So, mm-hmm. but even when you don't and you're you're open to him, yeah. he loves to speak to us because mm-hmm. we're so freaking loved. It's so good. It is. Any other thoughts about prayer or voice of God? Um, I would say I would say just try it. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, we want questions from from y'all. We want we want stories and questions. Mm-hmm. And be kind because if you're not, I just won't read it. Yeah, yeah. It's okay if you disagree with us, but yeah. be kind. I think it's important too that this is a a place where um, you know, if all are welcomed, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're all welcome. Yeah. And we care about y'all, which is why we're doing this because of what we've been through. We mm-hmm. know that we've got friends and. A lot of other people out there that have gone through the things that we've gone hell. through have walked through hell. Yeah. And some of us are still in the middle of it. Some of us have come out on the other side. Some of us don't believe. Yeah. And some of us have lost, completely walked away from everything. Yeah. And that's okay. And you're welcome here. You're just here. loved. Yeah. I just want you to be encouraged yeah. that we, you're not alone. Yeah. You're completely, completely loved. Mm-hmm. And don't give up. So, yeah, email us at gloriousthingspodcast at gmail.com. I almost forget it every time. Uh, you didn't. can visit our <laughs> website, gloriousthingspodcast.com. Email us. There's a contact page on the website. You can email us your questions and your stories. And we appreciate you and thank you for listening. Bye. Peace out. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to add this footnote to the episode you just listened to. I'm going to add some resources that tell you a few places you can go to read more or actually practice some contemplative prayer. The first site is sacredspace.ie. It's an Irish Jesuit site where they have daily prayers, and it's absolutely beautiful. The second site that you'll see a link for is Hearkening Deer. It's a Christian meditation podcast. It's explained as contemplative spirituality through Christ-centered guided meditation. I just listened to episode 165 the other day. It's from September, and it's about the God who leaves the 99 to find the one, and it pretty much undid me. It's beautiful, and it's just awesome. You should go check that out. And then I'll also put up an article by Brad Jersak, who we talked about in the podcast. Um, And I actually have to correct something. He's an Eastern Orthodox theologian, not a Greek Orthodox theologian. I will put up an article by him as well. Glorious Things is hosted and made by me, Shannon Ruddy. And me, Ashley Simmons. The music is called Quietly Hopeful by Lewis Lyon. You can find our website at gloriousthingspodcast.com. There you can find details on our blog about each episode, listen to the podcast, contact us, or buy us a coffee. You can email us at gloriousthingspodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, please consider rating our podcast, leaving us a good review, and sharing your favorite episodes with friends. We're glad you're here. Thanks for listening.